0: Hello and welcome to the EMG Gold podcast. I'm Mark Koskela, Head of Marketing here at EMG Health, and today I am excited to share an episode all about the upcoming Reuters Pharma 2021 event, of which Gold is an official media partner. I recently caught up with event organiser Matt Atkinson and one of the speakers, Megan Routin, Global Head of Omnichannel Analytics at Grunenthal Group, to find out all the inside information, including the structure, topics, speakers, and more. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello and welcome to the EMG Gold podcast. I'm Mark Koskila, and today I'm pleased to be joined by not one, but two guests to discuss the upcoming Reuters Pharma 2021 event, which is taking place between the 11th and 22nd of October. Joining me today is Matt Atkinson, Global Project Director, Reuters Events Pharma, and one of the speakers from the event, Megan Routin, Global Head of Omnichannel Analytics, Grunenthal Group. How are you both doing today? Good, Mark. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us.
1: Doing great, thanks for inviting us along.
0: Great, well brilliant to have you both um, both here. So for a bit of background on, on both of you, Matt joined Reuters in 2019 and has been a leading figure over the past 18 months in turning their physical events into a range of fantastic virtual offerings, playing a crucial role both behind the scenes and as a moderator. Megan joined Grunenthal Group only this year after a long-standing career in AI and marketing analytics at Accenture. At the event, she'll be speaking on a panel called Build Your Analytics Muscle to understand customer behavior and solve unseen pain points. So I'm excited to speak to you both and find out about the event. So let's dive straight in. So starting with you, Matt, um, a 10-day event must have required a great (laughs) amount of planning. Um, Can you give us an insight into what it's been like behind the scenes as well as a quick rundown of what you have in store?
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, First and foremost, it has meant uh, quite a bit of planning. A 10-day event or even virtual event is not usually what you would see from uh, any company, I guess, in this space. But what we found, um, particularly over the last year, is that sitting in front of a computer for eight, nine hours a day for a virtual event is pretty tough on anyone. and I think we can probably recognise that in ourselves and just our own work lives. And so what we wanted to try and do was create an event that people could attend, but it wouldn't be overbearing on their personal and work lives, which is what we kind of have found with some of the other stuff we've done and, and speaking with our customers over the past year. So What we've done is create what we've termed as modules and within a module uh, it's a two hours uh, two hours of content but broken down into a couple of different ways so we have uh, a 15 minute uh, fireside conversation to start which is a one-on-one with a a senior farmer leader and that's uh, sort of that very high level bird's eye view strategy Uh, on a particular topic Uh, and then after that 15 minute fireside we have a a 45 minute panel uh, and that's sort of how you are addressing that strategy, how you're planning for it um, and looking to sort of tackle some of the challenges and opportunities that come with it. Uh, Following that we have three 15 minute uh, case studies and that's the execution of of that strategy and the planning uh, and then followed by uh, a 15-minute live Q&A with the presenters from the preceding case study. So that makes up two hours of content and we think it works quite well because you go from strategy to planning to execution so people who want to attend that can um, sort of see that A to Z journey.
0: Great, thanks Martin. Moving over to, to Megan, so you've just joined the, the and Toll group earlier this year. So What's your experience of joining the industry at a time of such drastic digital transformation uh, been?
1: So actually, I'm absolutely thrilled to have been able to join the industry at the time that I have. Um, I actually think I'm incredibly lucky to have been able to do so for multiple reasons. Firstly, many believe that the pandemic has completely disrupted all industries. And in some respects, it definitely has. But for me, the pandemic has been an accelerator of long-awaited changes, and it's simply enabled those changes to happen a lot quicker than they would have done so organically. And then secondly, the pandemic has also forced companies to really rethink the ways in which they approach their customers, and it's no different in the pharmaceutical industry. I think I absolutely love the challenge that this entails from a business strategy perspective, right the way down to a data-driven customer touchpoint perspective.
0: In terms of you talked there, in terms of how it, businesses rethinking how it, it it communicates, I guess with its customers, have you got any kind of more specific examples of of how how that that's been affected, um, and how how you've been involved with that?
1: Yes, definitely. So, um, the the lockdown and everything that that, that entailed meant that there was a huge shift from um, face-to-face visits, for example, um, to everything being online. Very much so the same as the event, moving from face-to-face in person to everything being um, digital and and, and virtual. So it's taken, um, that. so there's been a big shift from the customer consumer perspective and also from the business perspective. But what this has meant is that it's actually enabled more opportunities. So, um, for example, the way in which um, companies uh, approach their customers, are they doing so effectively? Um, Are they doing so efficiently? Um, And then when they have to completely relook the way in which they're engaging with their customers, and when that face-to-face option is is taken away, it it just means that um, businesses have to rethink exactly where they stand and where they were originally coming from
0: thank you thank you megan and, and and staying on this theme of of virtual and, and and jumping back to to matt um you you now have several virtual events under your belt since the pandemic began from from your perspective and i guess an event provider perspective what what are the what are the challenges and rewards of being virtual um i think the
2: the challenges and the rewards are kind of the same actually because i think it's meant from a conference perspective that we can kind of innovate uh, in a way that we wouldn't usually have been able to. Um, no one was really doing virtual events or doing them effectively from our perspective. And so what it's mean is we can do it, we, we have a clean slate on how we can deliver awesome, you know, awesome events for, for our customers. And within that, obviously, the content uh, and and the networking perspective as well. So It's meant that we can actually reach out to uh, a wider breadth of uh, audience. So for Pharma 2021, um, we'll see attendees from, I think, over, you know, 100 countries perhaps by the time we go live. Um, We've already seen people from, you know, New Zealand and Australia, which aren't traditionally Uh, An audience would serve because coming to Barcelona for a couple of days isn't necessarily what they're going to be uh, up for, but it means that we can reach them there. Um, But it also means that we can um, engage with a wider range of speakers as well. So uh, people who wouldn't usually um, we'd usually know about, but in a virtual sense, there's no uh, barrier to presenting, as long as you've got a, a solid internet connection and a, and a working camera, um, then you can take part. And I think that's really cool. Um, it's also meant that we can do different types of things such as virtual workshops, um, not something that we did uh, a lot of previously, but but now as a core staple of the type of content that we're delivering uh, and, and getting customers to engage with. Um, and, and again, back to that, that wider audience, uh, it means that we can pull in uh, a number of different stakeholders, but importantly, I think as well, uh, patients. Um, again, we can reach out to a wider range of them, get them involved, get them attending, uh, and get them to understand the industry from that industry perspective so that they can um, you know, get involved and help and create change for themselves and for the therapeutic areas that they, they stand in with. Um, so I think uh, it just means a lot of innovation and, and delivering uh, where we wouldn't usually have.
0: Great, thank you. Thank you, Matt. And, and it'd be great to, to talk a little bit more about some of the content within within the event. And, and I guess, Megan, that, that's where you come in. So w- without giving too much away, what are the key points that you're hoping to cover in the panel that, that you're doing on the 14th of October?
1: Aha, so that would mm-hmm. be telling But um, (laughs) joking aside, there's actually lots of points that I would like to touch on during the panel session. Because um, everything that surrounds data, it sounds a bit geeky, but everything that surrounds data and the possibilities that it enables are incredibly exciting. And this is from overcoming challenges in the data, for example, with data bias, through the difficulties that businesses face and how do we actually turn these data into insights A misinterpretation of those results, um, coupled with data literacy, Um, and last, but by no means least, behavioural or emotion-driven analytics, which between us are amongst my favourite type of analytics to implement.
0: Great. Thank you. Thank you. And um, in terms of the panel itself, so you'll be joined by colleagues from what, three, three other companies?
2: That's correct. So there's going to have uh, colleagues from uh, Janssen, Sobi and Novo Nordisk joining as well. Uh, and I think this is probably, and I, I'm a little bit biased as well, going to be one of the most exciting panels uh, at the event. Um, you know, when we put the event together and we do the research and we speak to people within the industry, um, this was uh, quite literally the only topic that came up on every single conversation or in every single conversation I had. Uh, and when we when people register and when we we're talking to them post-registration as well we ask them a couple of questions about what their key um, challenge areas are and this is again the data and analytics is the the most picked right now so um, I think this is going to be a pretty cool panel that Megan's a part of.
0: Excellent well that's on uh, the 14th of October at 10 15 and I, I guess it's it's something that you know it's not just exclusive to farmer, is it you know the 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 amount of data all businesses have now, and, and and as as you said, Megan, that that ability to to derive insights rather than just kind of getting getting swamped, um, I guess, is critical.
1: Definitely, definitely. I think the the volumes of data are where businesses tend to kind of fall over in data silos as well. So, yep, no, I'm looking forward to that panel. It's going to be good.
0: Great, brilliant. And and beyond beyond the the event. Um, in a few weeks' time, Matt, what what are the ambitions for future Reuters Farmer events? Can you maybe give us a bit of a sneak preview as to what you might have in store for twenty twenty two?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, well, I think the ambition first and foremost is get back to in person. Um, like we love virtual events, and as I said, you know it's given us a greater opportunity to. Uh, engage with new customers and new audiences and and places that we perhaps wouldn't have been able to with physical events. But uh, like we can probably all, again, recognise in ourselves, uh, physical events are pretty cool and it's nice to be in a room with somebody and to be able to have a conversation and to watch a presentation and to hear a panel um, so, first and foremost, we just want to get back to in person. Uh, and we're going to be able to do that in uh, London, uh, March or April next year, when we have what we had this year virtually, which was our pharma customer engagement. Uh, we'll be back in Philadelphia with our Pharma USA 2022. Uh, we're going to have a clinical event, which is still going to be virtual. Uh, but this event, uh, Reuters Events Pharma 2021, which was traditionally always in Barcelona, is going to be uh, on the road for 2022, and we're going to be in Nice actually from the 11th to 13th of October, uh, which we think is uh, pretty awesome.
0: Great, thank you, and certainly agree that that Nice is a a lovely part of the world to to head to. Um, Do you you talk obviously about this return to face to face? Do you see a future for hybrid events?
2: It's something we're still considering. Um, so we want to still be obviously, obviously serve those wider audiences. Um, but I guess it's the it's how you do it. Um, so, uh, for example, uh, in a different part of Reuters events, uh, in our uh, sort of downstream oil and gas area, they're doing a hybrid event. But the hybrid, the virtual aspect of it, takes place the week before the physical aspect I guess it's it's how how do you deliver that model and I think it's something we're still considering I, I do think there is a place for hybrid events within the event space still absolutely
0: great thank you and 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 finally to to both of you it's it's certainly been an eventful year for the pharmaceutical industry um it'd be great to hear a bit from 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 you both what what's been the standout moment um for you so far
2: um uh well the areas that i i guess i have a keen interest in um from from a farmer perspective is the sort of the marketing commercial stuff and so i think um what's been the most interesting or the standout has been the shift to hybrid and the the new commitment to digital operations uh i think it just opens up so many new doors in the way that you can uh deliver content for hcps but but meet them in The way that they want to be engaged with. And I think by doing that, you're going to give them uh, the opportunity to uh, digest content and then re engage with yourself in a way that works for them. I think from an outside perspective, that gives an opportunity to build a really strong relationship. Um, It also allows uh, new types of ways for them to deliver for patients. And I think um, the long and short of it is that's what you want to be able to do. Um, and so I think that's what's been really interesting uh, from my perspective.
0: Great, right, Thanks, Matt. And, and Megan?
1: Yeah, so there's been a variety of standout moments for me. Um, first and foremost, I think I was completely blown away with the speeds by which the industry was able to develop multiple vaccines worldwide, not only for a new virus and the variants, but because it's using a different, a variety of different technologies and methods, including mRNA. Um, secondly, on a more kind of personal note, starting with Grunintal at a really, really exciting time of the year in the middle of the pandemic, where it's not been possible to travel nor meet colleagues face to face is also quite a big thing. And then lastly, for me, simply the way in which I've seen the community around me come together from innovating and creating new businesses to simply helping each other out to an extent that I've never seen before.
0: That sounds like a... Uh... A really, uh, really good point to end the discussion on then, that, that that, kind of idea of collaboration. And I guess what better place to collaborate than, than at an event. So um, thank you so much, Matt and, and Megan. That's all we've got time for this week. Um, and to our audience, if you haven't got your tickets already, then please do be sure to get them shortly. Um, and as a reminder, it will be taking place between the 11th and 22nd of October. That's it for this week, folks. A huge thank you to Matt and Megan for taking the time to join us on the show. It sounds like it's going to be a fantastic event with an eclectic mix of talking points and speakers. To our audience, thank you for tuning in this week and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. New episodes are released every Tuesday and if you can't wait until then, go and check out the brilliant articles, interviews and more in our sister publication, Gold Magazine at www.emg-gold.com. So until next week, Take care and goodbye for now.